This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host with my co-host Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's up, Dalton? What's going on in your life? Oh, not a whole lot. I'm uh, doing all right, though. It's always it's always great when I see a PayPal with a lot of money sent from you, and that that was the case with my um, I, I led the All Friends of Family Baseball League all year. Then I really fell back, like you know, five to six days a week left. I was down like ten to twelve points, and just had an amazing weekend finish, uh, including Sunday when I the final day of the year I streamed. Just what one, two, uh, like nine pitchers, and uh, they produced of uh, scrubs, just all scrubs, and they produced uh, in 37 and two thirds innings, 36 Ks, 2.15 ERA, and 1.04 WHIP to uh, to help me with lead me to victory. I I just wrote you off. Like last week, we talked about how you weren't going to get the money because you slipped way into third place. You did win. You know, nutless monkey finds a nut, or a squirrel finds a nut, or whatever the hell the <laughs> saying is. Every once in a blind squirrel finds a nut. Every once in a while, I paid you the money that I owed you. It was painful. I did not like doing it, especially because I thought I had escaped. That was the worst. And you must have such satisfaction. Like the whole oh, year, I was dreading it. Then I was like laughing at you, like ah, I, you know, I didn't lose that money after all. And then at the very last second, I did lose that money after all. Yeah, no, it's way better that I dropped off with a week left and gave you that. You know, the you lulled yourself into thinking you didn't have to pay up but uh, it's funny this league you know other than our bets there's no money on the line but people in the industry uh, take it seriously apparently because i've been like congratulated by five different people on twitter so i don't know it, it's it's pretty cool i'm, I'm glad because an otherwise uh, baseball season was just you know very 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 mediocre for me yeah i had a horrible baseball season in the uh, nfbc the team that was first overall through two months right was hanging in third the whole year and there's one team that was kind of catching up to me and I got ahead of that team. I'm like, sweet, I'll get like whatever it is, 1500 bucks for third place in the main event. And some other team kind of nowhere the last week, maybe the last five days, and passed me. So I got zero from a team that was in first overall after two months. So and when I say first overall for the people who are new to this podcast, I mean first out of 480 teams of experts paying $1,500 each or $1,600 each to compete in this contest. And so I was crushing it, and then I just... Collapse. What'd you finish overall? I don't know. I didn't even look like 150. I mean, it wasn't, uh, real, you know, I mean, once you're right. in fourth place, who cares? You know, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's never going to be, 
You well, you're saying, okay, you're saying your specific league, you fell to fourth, is what you're saying. I, I fell to fourth in my specific league and top yeah, three you. pay. So right. even the last week of the season, I was slated for 1500 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And then I got, got zero. And I oh. just had a horrible baseball season. It was just, you know, it, it was just a weird year. I don't want to get into it because I don't care. It's over. I, I, don't even, I don't even give a shit. I paid, I paid my debts. Um, I got some money from a couple people. I paid off more people, but that's, that's it. Whatever it yeah, is. Sir. Not not a bad week for me though. It will continue though. We 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 went four and one in the Las Vegas contest, which is uh, you know kind of disappointing that we didn't continue our trend of two and three. No, I'll but, take uh, it. I said yeah, five we'll take, and zero or two and three, but I'll take four and one. And one of those was uh, you even titled our last podcast with it was me just you know completely going to bat for the Broncos. Finally won a best bet this season. Good for you. And you know what? You got lucky though that Derek Carr got hurt because the Raiders were driving down what. 1910 or something like that and they get that touchdown that's a cover it was 1610 was a final right 1610 yep. and they if they yep. get that touchdown because because the, the broncos missed the uh, the broncos attempted a field goal I, it would have been better if they'd made it because at 1910 they kind of gift the touchdown as long right. as it takes a lot of time and exactly. so and you're lucky they missed the field goal and you're lucky that Carl was hurt because they might get that touchdown so i'm not going to give you credit but i can't really excoriate you either because you did get us a win no, that might sound weird, but I agree with you. It's, uh, being up 19 to 10, I would have been legitimately more worried about the cover of right. what was it, two and a half than, uh, than 16 to 10 because the defense you know, is going right. to play its best to not allow a touchdown. Right. They're not, they're not going to trade the score for clock, you know, and, and that's, yes. that's a big difference. So, and then one more. One yeah, more. Okay. Um, this one is a, another one to give you a hard time. You did your best to talk me out of Arizona and Survivor, uh, the one league I have one strike left, and – I, I stayed with it. You know, wh- who did you implore me to take? I forgot. Was it because uh, I'd already the used Falcons. Uh, it was the Falcons, but yeah, I didn't implore you. I said, I explained that my track record and survival was not good this year. I said, I would take the Falcons. You asked me. I didn't, I didn't solicit. I didn't, I don't care about your dumbass entry. Like it has no meaning to me whatsoever. You asked me, I gave you my opinion. I said, take it or leave it. I haven't done that well this year. And then you got all nutless monkey and got, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe I'll take Atlanta. The truth is, though, that Atlanta was the better pick because they were knocking on the door at the end of that game, and they had no Julio Jones or Muhammad Sanu. They, they score if they have their full team. Secondly, Matt Ryan, wasn't there like a fumble six or a questionable something going on in that game? So that was fluky. And then in the Niners-Arizona game, I mean... Oh, had that one easy. Come uh, yeah, on. Exactly. That, game, that wasn't good at all. So I'm not going to... Yeah, there was a 52-yard Matt Ryan fumble recovery for the Bills touchdown. Right, yeah. exactly. On every level, I'm not going to cop to that. Not only did Pretty I not advise, did I not solicit, you know, I have no skin in the game, no stake in your league. You asked me, I gave you my opinion, I gave you the caveat, and I was right. It just didn't come out exactly that way. Yeah, first touchdown scored in that uh, Cardinals game was 32 seconds left in, in overtime. Right. Yeah, that's, that was pretty, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't exactly... A dominant uh, survivor pick, but it was carnage throughout. I mean, if the Patriots lost again. They must be just destroying survivor uh, entries this year. Yeah, but everyone's saving them so much they weren't. Patriots lost, and yeah, and the uh, Falcons probably cost a lot of people. All right, I got a couple things for you though. Okay. So you are just such a coward. I mean, I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to know <laughs> you. I'm embarrassed to be the same species as you. Who knows what what's in your uh, ancestry? But you, I offered you. A very fair trade that I think you even proposed, or you, you were interested in Andre Ellington. I offered you him for Marquise Lee. It was an incredibly fair offer. You 
turned it down and instead destroyed your whole team. You you traded Brandon Cooks for Amari Cooper, who now has no quarterback for at least a week, and who got a zero last week. You traded him for Cooper, and who else? Someone, oh, Tevin Coleman actually had a good game. He actually had a good game. He had a really good game. Right. But and I, he had a really good game, and I needed a running back. And he's those, he's one of those players who could just be you know win your league for you if like Freeman went down. He's just total swing for the fences. And sorry that I you know Cooper was obviously disappointing, but I didn't. Carr was healthy at the time, and it's not like the guy whom I traded away, Brandon Cooks, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but I mean Cooks versus Cooper right now. I mean that's it's not even close. Okay, you're talking hindsight though. I mean I mean I didn't. I mean no foresight. I I said at the time, and then Mark Stopa, who still hasn't submitted his staff picks, he's late, and so it's delaying the article. It's driving me nuts. I can't even publish the article. Dopa, genius that he is, started trying to call me out, saying that I was trying to give you a bad trade, Ellington for Marquise Lee. So that is obviously I was trying to gift you something. You didn't want to take it. You should have done both trades, to be honest. No, I should have. No, yeah. I definitely. And moreover, then you try to offer the trade back to me with Josh Gordon. I hope that was a joke, that trade. Well, well, so one week, is, is, I mean, nothing's changed there. So you're just going to take a one-week sample that you won't do it? I mean, not, no, no one's yeah. hurt or anything. It's I mean, pretty, what, no, it, it's a pretty good sample when a Lee is hurt. He's nursing some kind of rib injury. That's why I well, did that's nothing. Not, yeah. Okay. Okay. And secondly, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon's great in week one. When there's bye weeks, nobody has room for Josh Gordon to wait around. No, for I know. Boxes. I was just a throw in. I just know you like him. You of have course. a you, you have a soft spot for him. I, I could course. drop him. I don't really care and about that. I think we can upgrade uh, Andre Ellington's from this last week to this week. I, I think his usage pattern is looking good. I'm so annoyed. I could have got him for a $0 bid versus you. I can't believe the rest of the league didn't even bid on him. I, I, I guess I can't take that for granted. Obvi- I mean, I liked him. I was the guy asking you about him last week on the podcast. 14 more targets. I was just looking at his numbers. You realize he has a catch of 20 yards or more in every game this season? I don't know what people were doing. You know, This reminds me, uh, about two or three years ago in Tout Wars, I only had $32 of fab left, and I went all in on Carlos Correa, who was at A. But he was just getting called up to AAA. He wasn't called to the majors uh, yet. You could bet on minor leaguers. And there's a little deterrent to do that because you have to put him in your active lineup. But it's an AL-only league, so who cares? You've got, like, dead spots everywhere. Right. And I bid all my money, and it was this Vickery thing where if you bid, you know, 32, and the next highest bid was 10, you would get him for 11. Well, the next highest bid was zero, and I got him for one. <laughs> Nobody bid on Carlos Correa. He gets called up the next week. And he's like the MVP the rest of the way. And I won the league despite losing Springer and Miguel Cabrera for six weeks each. In AL only league, that's a death sentence. But oh, yeah. getting a free Correa for twice that, you know, about the same amount of time combined that they missed totally made up for it. It was as if I didn't even have an injury. Yeah, now, now Coleman has a bye and Cooper is uh, dealing with, uh, you know, a hurt quarterback for the foreseeable future, a backup quarterback. So. And Marquise Lee's banged up. He didn't look good. He still, I mean, the targets will be there, but that's fine. You can overrate one sample. I, I say that halfway with tongue in cheek because I, I do think Ellington, who's not getting any carries, that team is going to have to throw the ball a lot. And I, I think he's going to be pre- pretty valuable moving forward in a, in, a, in a league right now. If you try to rank running backs, it becomes a joke after like 15 or 18. It's just, it's terrible. The fantasy landscape, worse, worse as I've ever seen. I'll tell you what I'll do, though, because I feel bad for you is I would trade you Ellington for Amari Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because uh, I just traded Brandon Cooks uh, for him. Uh, well, him and Coleman. Uh, Coleman and Ellington could power your team. I mean, fantasy football. One thing you got to realize about fantasy football is Andre Ellington can be 
the running back that you need for the rest of the year. I mean, that's how fantasy football works. I mean, every year, like you had C.J. Anderson. He was an undrafted free agent, like carried everybody. David Johnson was like a third or fourth round pick, carried everybody through the playoffs, then became the greatest fantasy player ever until. Yeah, Ruben Drones was picked up like in week 10. Remember that with Shanahan's system? Yeah. How about Arian Foster that year? Jamal Charles that year out of nowhere. Yeah. Those guys were scrubs. Those guys were just waiver wire. Yeah. Um, let me look and see if there's a possible throw in because I might be desperate enough to do that, especially with Coleman on a bye I mean, and a must-win situation. Cooper's got um, an injured QB. Uh, you know, Michael Crabtree's coming back, who's their number one receiver now, especially because Cooper cannot catch the ball. So it's not like I, I understand Cooper is, you know, was a star and could very well be again, but it is not like it, it is not that crazy of an offer. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll look into it and get back to you. All right. So I, I had those two things. The other thing I have to do is, um, you know, so the XM show, you know, they want us to do a certain thing. I'm getting some uh, heat from the listeners. They don't like that we're taking these phone calls. They're calling me out basically for being a nutless monkey. And they're right. I, I agree to it. In, in fairness, they have some say in the show, the, the uh, XM management. And so we have to accommodate it to some extent. But I'm, do, I'm playing along. The reality is that there's certain things that I have to do on XM that I don't have to do on this podcast. And there's also certain, certain things I can do on this podcast that I would never get away with on XM. And one of those things is telling a couple stories that I had to stop myself mid-sentence from telling on XM because it was, it was going to get me in trouble. So I'm going to tell those stories if, you know, if you'll bear with me. All right, let's hear them. Because a couple people tweeted me and said, we got to hear this on the podcast. So... We, we were talking, the subject that we had that Jeff and I were talking about is, do you ever go to a sports bar to watch the Sunday football games? No, I, I mean, I used to, and it, it was fun, but it's kind of chaotic, and, you know, trying to get a, a drink is a, is a pain, and, you know, they're, they're usually busy. On the bottom line, no, I sit in front of my own TV in the comfort of my own house and, and, and can go to the bathroom easier, and we've got a couple kids these days, and I just watch the game mix eight games at once in a beanbag right in front, and it's just a no-brainer, so much better. Yeah, okay, so I'm the same way. I don't I don't go out to the bars and stuff like I used to, but I used to do it sometimes by myself, sometimes with a friend, get basically blacked out because you'd be sitting there drinking from, you know, 9.30 a.m. You get there a little early to get a table and you get a Bloody Mary and you start talking to some people and it's a lot of time to be sitting there drinking. And so I had a couple of stories. Neither of them happened to me. So one of them I started telling a guy who I won't name, but uh, may he rest in peace. I'll just say that. Uh, started drinking at about 9.30 a.m. on a Sunday, got blacked out at the sports bar, and next thing he knows, he woke up Monday morning naked in the uh, office above the sports bar, and he vaguely recalls having sex with the owner of the bar's wife in the, in the office above the bar. Woke up at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. I know whom you're speaking of, so uh, no comment, but that's, right. that's, <laughs> what were the ramifications? Uh, nothing. It's just, just, you know, it's just not a, it's just, that's taken it too far. Lots yep. to live up to the next two. Well, okay. So no, the, these are, this one I said, I went, so this is what I said. I, I sat down at this table. I'd go by myself and I get like a Bloody Mary. And well, so hold on. Quick, so the, bar, the owner never found out is what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know what the details okay. is. And, and he right. was, he was prone to exaggeration. So I don't know exactly, but he okay. said All he right, woke up ahead. naked on the second floor on the office of the, above the bar. So, Okay, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like 9.30 a.m. He's going, and the next thing he knows, it's Monday at 6 a.m. So the other one, I said, this is a story that a guy told me. I, I don't even know what this guy looks like. I don't remember who he was. It, 
any detail about this guy. I just remember a story that he told me. So I was at the, we, I, I got a Bloody Mary, and then these dudes, because so, the seating is so scarce that they started ordering pitchers. These guys around me sharing a table with me. There's an extra glass. You want a glass? I'm like, sure. So I started drinking. I was already drinking my Bloody Marys. We started getting more. Of course, we started doing shots and started like changing partying stories somehow. And this dude told a partying story that I never forgot. It was one of the few things I took away from the experience of going to these sports bars to watch football. His story was that these two guys he knew, um, that he was there, he, they were having a party that night, and uh, one of them had this vial of liquid LSD. And he said to the other guy, hey, you should really try this. You should do some. And the guy said, okay, I've never done it before. And he like, was pouring it out into like, a different vial. And before he said anything, the guy who never did it before, took like a shot glass worth of it and took it, okay, a whole shot glass, which is like, I don't know, 50 doses of it, you know, 50 hits. Okay. <laughs> and then they both looked at the guy who did the shot, like aghast, like, what, what did you just do? And then he was like, what? what? What do you mean? I thought I was supposed to drink that, that you poured. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And that guy got so pissed that he looked at the guy who had it and said, no, no, you have to do the same thing because of what I did. <laughs> so the other guy pours himself basically a shot and does it too. Okay, so those two guys, his two buddies that they were hosting the party with, each did a, a full-on shot of liquid LSD, and they said actually the guy who, the new guy who had never done it before was fine. He was just kind of in his own world the whole night, but the other guy wh whose house it was who had the stuff, they were all kind of hanging out at this party, and they heard a bunch of girl starts screaming and running and it turned out that that guy who the original the second guy was uh disrobed and flexing and yelling at those girls <laughs> so out of his mind and ended up um sprinting out of the house like broken window and fell like, off like a small cliff into a ditch apparently okay i never forgot that story and that was what i was starting to tell on the xm show and realized i should just stop yeah, probably a good idea. I think you might have left out some details in that. You ready to go over these games? So uh, Thursday night, Pats minus five and a half at Bucks. Yeah, I, I took the Bucks uh, reluctantly. Man, this Patriots defense just has been so awful. But I've been wrong on New England. I think you said every game this year. I might be the same here. And then now TJ Ward is ruled out. So uh, obviously Tom Brady's going to go nuts. It's going to be one of those rare Thursday night games that's probably high scoring like the Niners a couple weeks back. So I, I took the points and I, I just, I'm already regretting it. I just know I'm going to feel like an idiot watching this New England team bounce back. Yeah, I did the same. I, I first had it 27-20 New England, but I was like, they're going to get past 20, the, the Bucks, And it's, it's a Thursday game, which is short week, which is usually worse for the road team. I just, I, I, it's a lot of points given how the Pats have played. I'm sure I'll be wrong on this, but I, I can't, I, I couldn't. In my heart of hearts, again, I'm only grading myself on what I truly feel to be the case, and, and the Bucks are the case. I mean, Tom Brady's having like a historically good season, and his passer rating, I think, is slightly worse or basically equivalent to the, uh, the New England's defense allowed passer rating. Right, but what's more likely to persist? New England's defense being historically terrible? Brady. No, I certainly think Belichick will get it fixed out for sure. I'm not writing them off whatsoever, but this is still, you know, a pretty pretty big line against a decent team on the road on a short week. So, a, But no, yeah. of course, New England's defense is going to get better. Yeah, okay. We're, we're on the same page. 
I wouldn't use it, though. I'm not. We no. don't have to send your, your guy in. Chargers plus three and a half at Giants. You know, I just immediately snap called and said, if this is more than three, I'm on the Chargers. I don't understand why it's, why it's not just three. Uh, both teams are just completely desperate at 0-4. Tough loss for the Giants last week. Chargers look far worse than I expected. I, I thought they might, you know, fight for the, the, the division, but their season's already over. But you know what? It doesn't really matter if they're on the road because that's the same as if they were at home. So I guess they do have quite a bit of travel to do here. So it's slightly different in that aspect, but agreed. Uh, I don't know why they're giving the hook here. So I, I took the points. And the Chargers kind of like the Giants. Those are the teams you want to bet on when they're down and, and getting the points, not as favorites. So I'll, I'll go with uh, L.A. Yeah, it's a little, you know, they have the early body clock time cross country. Yeah. And, but I, I, I don't think, I think actually it's not neutral. I think it's actually better for them to travel. Like, I think it's depressing right. to be at their home state. Like, it actively hurts them to be home. And I should. I mean, that Eagles, the Eagles were just completely took over. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, it's 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 even. It's like, no, no, no. That was a full on road game last week. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. I could use it, but I'm not. It's not one I was thinking of using, but I could be talked into it. Yeah. Okay. Bills plus three at Bengals. I initially had the Bills and I switched it. No, sorry. I initially had the Bengals. I switched it to the Bills. I switched it back to the Bengals. I think that the Bills are a little bit lucky. Like they got a a fumble touchdown or whatever it was off of Matt Ryan. They barely held on to that game when the Falcons had their two best receivers injured. Denver, they had a bunch of stuff. I, I, I don't think they're that good. I think the Bengals, despite being one and three, are actually the better team. Um, I went back and forth with this one as well. I took the points. Their uh, defense has just played so well. Um, you know, the, the, the secondary has. But I, I could see it either way. This is definitely a stay-away game for me. That's probably the number one stay-away game for me. Okay. Uh, Jets plus one at Browns. I didn't feel strongly, but I took the Browns. I just feel like home game winnable for a team that hasn't won. I kind of like, I kind of like them there and sell the Jets high after a couple of wins. Yep. I agree here. That's funny that they hadn't been favorites in whatever four years and now they're favorites twice, uh, Cleveland, but yeah, me too. I feel like money will be on the Jets cause they haven't been nearly as bad as everyone expected. But Cleveland here, still at home. Um, yeah, I took the Browns. You could even talk me into this one just because it's so ugly. Uh, Jaguars plus nine at Steelers. For me, I'm almost like just auto back the Steelers at home. I feel like they're two different teams, and the, the book misprices them. On the road, they still act like they're the team that is still that home team. And at home, they still act like they might be the road team. Now, I know last week they crushed the Ravens, but the Ravens are such garbage. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, I was watching – I wasn't even watching the game. I was watching the – red zone channel and literally every three minutes there was an update on that game and the Steelers always had the ball I'm like how did they get the ball back again like there was never a point where the Ravens had the ball when they would cut back to that game so I'm thinking it must have been turnovers and three and outs every single time so uh, I'm not gonna credit the Steelers on the road but at home I'm gonna lay the wood yep Jacksonville's uh, corners have have played well but it's just so different Pittsburgh at home I mean that this goes without saying at this point so um, I'm with you and I say we definitely use this one okay cool you know, also the Jaguars, they beat the Tom Savage Texans, the Ravens, and the Jets. Yeah. So, like, their defense, it looks good, but it has not been tested. Yeah, and who, they did, who did they just lose to? Josh McCown? Yeah, All right. Okay. Uh, Titans minus three at Dolphins. Uh, I like the Dolphins here, I think, at home. We'll see if Cutler can finally kind of get the season going. I'm not laying points for the Titans on the road, especially with Mariota, not necessarily a, a lock to play. Yeah, I'm with you. This is another ugly one. Who's going to take Miami here? But their first two games were on the road, and the third was in London. I mean, it counted as a home game, but obviously that's about as far as a road game as it gets. And they're back home. 
now is the time to buy low on them. Everyone's totally down on Cutler. Um, Titans have been getting totally burnt in the secondary. Um, I think there's like Parker and Landry or sneaky plays this week. And uh, exactly, Mariota might not even play. And if he does, he's probably not going to be 100%. So even with that wild card, if, if, if that stays at three, that'd be an interesting one to use. I have a feeling that's going to dip down, though, that spread. Yeah, three I'm in, too. All right, 49ers plus one and a half at Colts. I wanted to take the Niners because I think they might be a little better than the Colts, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Brissett is a safe QB. He's going to run with it. The Colts, they got Vontae Davis back. Not that that's a huge deal when you play the Niners, but it's something. They're at home. I'm taking the Colts. Colts also got Ryan Kelly back, it sounds like. Their center, who's been out um, all year, and their backup center left injured last week, too. So that's, you know, that's, that's another uh, nice thing. So I think Hoyer's uh, a couple quarters away from getting benched. Uh, I think they've scored a touchdown in just one game so far. I, I really like the Colts. I made them my best bet. So if you're cool, I, I, let's, let's use this in the contest. Yeah, I wouldn't have ordinarily, but... I'm down. I'm down with it. And they have to travel, you know, early body clock, all that stuff. Yeah, I like the Colts. Okay, it's good enough. Cardinals plus six and a half at the Eagles. When I first looked at this game, I was like, Eagles, easy. No problem. Like, the Cardinals suck. Barely handled the Niners at home. Barely beat the Colts. Eagles are good. They're at home. They're going to get after Palmer. But I remember thinking about that when they played the Giants, and Eli lit them up and should have beat them. Eagles were very lucky to make that 61-yard field goal, and the Giants left a lot of points on the board that game. So I really kind of went back and forth on this. I think they'll sack Palmer, but that Palmer will also beat him deep because their secondary is terrible. In the end, I took the Eagles, but I don't feel good about it. That's it's exactly my, my thoughts. Uh, I think Philly is a, a decent fantasy start this week, like top five, because they're going to rack up the sacks. But at the same time, their corners, especially on the outside, both Browns might make a big play or two here for Arizona. So... Um, I, I agree that it's close and I could see it either way, but I took the points here. I, I can't, I don't know what to make of Arizona, but I could say like a backdoor cover. I think they'll keep this close enough. So I, I took the dog. Yeah. I, I ended up with the favorite, but it was by half a point and it's probably wrong. All right. Panthers plus two and a half at lions. I took the Panthers. I, uh, I don't know if cam was all the way back. Jeff was saying he rewatched the game and there were just some crazy blown coverages that made his numbers so good. Yeah. But either way, I mean, he played well enough, and he, he rushed for 44 yards and a touchdown. So Stafford sucks. I know the Lions' D has been good, but so has the Panthers. They've been really good on D. He held Brady to 6.8 YPA in a shootout in New England. So I'm taking the Panthers. Me too. I like this more when it opened at three. But uh, just as you said, both defenses are, are really good. But despite the, the seven touchdowns, one interception from Stafford, I mean, his YPA is 6.4. I mean, he is just not playing that well and uh sure they're at home and it's less than the than the you know the obvious three but I, i'm with you I, I took the panthers here all right seahawks plus one and a half at rams my first instinct was like whoa the seahawks are underdogs snap call give me the seahawks then i thought about it i was like you know they used to have trouble in st louis even when the rams were terrible on the road but yeah. it's not st louis it's it's a pacific time body clock thing which the seahawks have struggled with so that that really helps and I just think, even though the Seahawks haven't looked good, I'm just, unless they're laying points, I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, Goff's been the most surprising player for me this season. I, I would have thought there was a better chance he'd be out of the league in two years than him become a superstar. So, um, I, I, and Todd Gurley is just a monster fantasy-wise. Even, what, who cares about the efficiency if he's going to be like that as a receiver? Believer in uh, McVay, for sure. It's crazy, the coaching difference there. But... I'm going to be the sucker here and just say Seattle is going to get it together. They always play so much better outside of September. So 
I, I took the I took the the road team as well. I made the Seahawks my best bet, so I think we got to okay. use this one. I'm okay. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Ravens plus two and a half at Raiders. I mean, this is just garbage. It's EJ Manuel against Joe Flacco. I, you know, honestly, like Manuel looked better than Flacco, but I just took the Ravens as a disgusting buy low. But I don't, I don't want any part of this. Me neither. I went back and forth in this one and, and ended up on the, the Raiders. It's less than three, but boy, I mean, who, who wants to back either of these teams? So, I, yeah, stay away. Okay. Packers plus two at Cowboys. I think the Packers, I, the Cowboys D is not good. Cowboys offensive line isn't what it was. Uh, Prescott looks great, but they don't really make it a point to target Dez every time. I know he got a lot of targets last week, but I watched some of that, and a lot of those were just like throwaways and barely targets. I took the Packers to win outright. I took Dallas, but this was another close one for me. Packers coming off, uh, you know, the extra long rest playing a Thursday night game, and you always or often feel foolish betting against Aaron Rodgers. But um, I think Dez is going to torch him this week, and I just took the home team. But uh, this was another tough one for me. I, that should be a game of the week, though. That should be fun to watch. Chiefs minus one and a half at Texans. I like the Texans. The Chiefs obviously should not have covered. I, oh, I didn't get in. Did we get into this before the story about this? Oh no, we have we haven't we haven't touched one of the worst beats or best beat uh, best uh, wins you'll ever see. I, I had the Chiefs in our staff. Uh, you're you're a worthless sack. Of course you had the Chiefs. Here's what happens, right? So since I live in Portugal, I don't watch the night games till the next morning. So I woke up the next morning and to get to the NFL.com site, they made it worse this year. Last year it was easier. I would like squint and click on the game and launch the 40 minute version, but without seeing the score, because I would like kind of squint and like make my eyes blurry, so I couldn't see it. But the way they set it up this year, it's actually harder to do that. You've got to click on more screens, and it's, too, it's hard to avoid the score while like, paying attention to what you're doing to get the thing to launch. Well, I did it successfully this time for the first time, but I caught one number only, and that number was 29. I knew that somebody scored 29. That's all I knew. I didn't know which team. That's fine. I know some, it's not going to ruin the game for me. So I'm watching the game, and there's like two and a half minutes left, and Washington's driving down 20 to 17. And I'm thinking, how do they get to 29? Right? There's like two minutes left. It's 2017. I'm like, okay, here's what happens. Washington kicks the field goal to tie to 20. Chiefs fail. It goes to overtime. Somebody gets a field goal who gets the ball first. Whoever gets the ball second ties it with a field goal with time left, and then somebody gets right. a touchdown. Right? That's got to be how it ends because it's, it's 20. Because you, you don't kick the extra point in overtime, although, as we learned, that you were, you were forced to in regulation. Exactly. So that's the only way I could, I was like, how does this get to 29, right? Like, think about it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because whoever, it doesn't matter who wins, they're getting seven. So either way, I'm good. I got this, right? right? So it's 2017. They drive down, they get the field goal. There's like, you know, less than two minutes left. Chiefs get the ball. I'm like, oh, they're going to like throw a pick or punt or, or, or miss the field goal. So they get down into range. I'm like, oh, of course he's going to miss this field goal. And he makes it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's four seconds left. And, and they kick it off, and I'm like, it dawns on me, like, what's going to happen right before it happens? Because I'm like, dude, they can't get a field goal with four seconds left. Like, that can't happen. Yeah. So what's going to happen? Oh, no. You know, of course. You know, I mean, like, there's no other way. I'm watching the laterals. I'm like, uh, like, I'm kind of rooting for it not to happen. But I know there's no point in rooting because I know that, I know that someone gets the 29. So that was yeah. bad. Yeah, no, that was crazy. You know, that also was a difference in the, the over-under as well. I mean, it was a double whammy. And I loved how Shaw McDonough, I don't know, do you get the announcers in that? I don't know if you get the you same do, one. But you do, but you know. get, it's edited, so you miss a lot of the commentary. 
Well, he wasn't even – sometimes uh, Al Michaels, uh, Bailey does it. He didn't at all. He, uh-huh. he just flat out said if you bet legally – he did drop the legally thing, but he's like that was a difference in uh, – a major, major difference there, which I respected, of course. So that was – yeah, no, that was one of the worst beats you'll, you'll ever see. I mean just crazy. To, to not comment on that as an announcer would be malpractice at this point. I mean to not mention that – anyway, so yeah. I got screwed, but whatever. You got lucky again. This is your – it's that, it's that year for you. Um, okay. No, it was, okay. it was my first good week. So let's, let's calm down as far as that. <laughs> I'm actually having a good fantasy season so far. Chiefs minus one and a half for Texans. I like the Texans. I'm, I'm believing in Deshaun Watson. J.J. Watt is healthy. They got Clowney Watt. I just think it's a badass defense with a good quarterback now. Will Fuller is back. That's a big difference maker. And the Chiefs are legit, but they're not like some special team that should be laying points on the road against a good team taking the Texans. Yeah, I'm a believer in both these teams, actually. Alex Smith is playing really well, and Deshaun Watson looks like a, a future star, if not a star already. So um, I'm with you, and um, I'm going to say let's use Houston here. Yeah, they're one of my top few picks, too. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. And finally, Vikings minus three at Bears. Uh, you know, this is a toss-up. I took the Bears because Vikings, they lost their running back. They don't have their quarterback. And Trubisky, he cannot be worse than Glennon. So... You know, it's not a downgrade. It could be an upgrade even. Yeah, it's first start against a solid defense. I went back and forth on this. And again, the NFL puts teams that played in primetime the week before, uh, again, the following week. Uh, the Chiefs play Sunday night, and now the, the Bears play Monday night. I, there must be something to that. I've yet to figure out why. But I, I hate road favorites on Monday night, but Minnesota's really solid. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what to make of a quarterback making his first start ever. I mean, that's kind of a risk. I felt like... And some, uh, I think it's Yahoo DFS, uh, I would do our, our optimal lineup each week, and Minnesota's was like the cheapest uh, defense on the board. And I'm like, really? They're pretty good, and they're facing uh, Trubisky. So I went with them, and I went with Minnesota, but that's fine. I didn't really want to use this game either, though. I could see, I could see Chicago pulling this out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not strong on it either. Okay, let's get our five. How good Stephon Diggs, by the way, man? That guy, I mean, he's getting the most separation of any receiver in the NFL, just seemingly always open. He's made the leap, dude. That Would you treat that him as like a top five fantasy wide receiver moving forward, regardless of quarterback? Not yet, no. Uh, I mean, look who they, they played the Saints. They played who else? The Lions aren't bad. That was that was kind of a tougher matchup. They played the Saints. Who did Keenum torch the uh, the first game? Who did they? Um, is it Tampa? Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. They're not they played at Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, but Pittsburgh D isn't anything special. Yeah, they've allowed the fewest yards per attempt in the NFL. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. I'm there. I'm almost there with him. I think he, I think he's a, a total stud. All right, you could be right. It's funny that Thielen and Diggs are one and three in like yards this year so far. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Never would have guessed Thielen. All right, so let's go over the five. Okay. Colts. Colts, Colts, for sure. Steelers. Steelers. Seahawks. Seahawks, Texans, Texans, and there's one more that we need to get. The fifth is uh, I want to wait and see if the if the Dolphins are getting plus three, I'm I'm on board. Eh, I'd like to pick one for sure. Why don't Why don't we say the Dolphins? Well, I mean, but the thing is, if Mariota's not playing, then I'll take them at less than plus. If, if it's yeah, I'll take the Dolphins as a pick them if Mariota's not playing. Okay. All right. We don't have, we're not doing a Thursday night game this week, so we can just talk backstage if that doesn't you – know, it looks like Mariota's playing and the spread's two and a half. We can come up with another one. I mean, do you have an alternative off, off the top of your head? My alternative would be maybe the Panthers. Okay. 
All right. Well, we're, we're pretty much locked in with for four for sure. And then that fifth one, we'll kind of play that by ear, but leaning toward Miami. All right. Sounds good. We, we'll, we'll pick one of those two. All right, man. I always, I always tweet our picks to our official picks, so if anyone cares. Right. Now, I, like to put, I like to write them in the uh, beating the book, but you're right. I can. That's fine. We can live with that.